0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your
1: ears. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com the hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at high5casino.com
0: High 5 high 5 Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void will prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high5casino.com High Five Casino
2: This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad he's the groundskeeper of the yard the perfecter of the patio and the cleaner of the clippings this father's day power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the home depot plus get up to 150 dollars off select milwaukee tools find the perfect father's day gift at the home depot how doers get more done shop for father's day now in stores or online at homedepot.com 56% Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Good morning to you, Doug Gottlieb, T.J. Hushmanzada, in for Dan, the Danette, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, reminding you of the 2022 Mercedes Benz family of SUVs, extraordinary, is, is one test drive away. Learn more at mbusa.com. Andrew Brandt will join us. Of course, uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Baker Mayfield trade and the financial aspects of it, how much he thinks the financial aspects of it will affect where in the pecking order Baker Mayfield is as a quarterback, because well, he was part of the financial aspects of deals in Green Bay and, of course, in Philadelphia. And now he covers the business of sports. Uh, TJ, 12 years ago, 12 years ago today, LeBron James made his announcement, the decision that he was going to leave Cleveland and go to Miami. Okay. Um, Now, I got to give you a quick, uh, a quick backstory to it. Okay. So at the time I'm working at ESPN, Dan's working at ESPN colin's working at espn and i was walking it was a beautiful summer day in bristol connecticut and you can walk around that campus through the skywalks where you never step outside except when you get whatever buildings closest to where you parked uh for bad weather days which there there are plenty but on a beautiful day like this it's like a college campus you walk through what could be like a normal quad and we happened upon chris carter now I was leaving to go and fly to Orange County and guest host Rome is burning. Jim Rome at the time was on ESPN, uh, ESPN two. And um, I can't, I think I had done sports nation filling in for Colin and I'm walking with Scott Van Pelt and we're talking about something and we're talking about LeBron and we happen upon Chris Carter and Chris Carter's like, He's going to Miami. And at the time, Miami wasn't one of the primary destinations. And this was like two days beforehand. He's going to Miami. I was like, we're like, what? He's like, he's going to Miami. I just talked to, um, uh, I just talked to World Wide West. Of course, uh, World Wide West now works for the New York Knicks. And he's, he was a very influential guy in basketball circles. And Chris Carter claimed World Wide West told him he's going to Miami. This is two days before it happened. So, the announcement was in the uh, early afternoon West Coast time, early evening East Coast time. And this is how it went.
2: The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision?
4: In um, this fall, man, this is very tough. In um, this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That was the conclusion you woke up with this morning. That was the conclusion I woke up with this morning. Why? Um, like I said before, um, I feel like it's, it's going to give me the best opportunity to, to win and to win for multiple years. Um, and not only just to win in a regular season or just to win um, five games in a row or three games in a row, um, I want to be able to win championships. And I feel like I can compete down there.
3: All right so they they won two championships played in 4 of course it, at the start it was just he Chris the Chris Bosh and of course Dwayne Wade they they added later added Ray Allen that was a deciding factor in both of the championships where were you 10 years ago uh, 12 years ago today
4: Man to be honest with you I don't know where I was but I know I was sitting in front of a TV watching that I do I remember that It was such – they turned it into an event where LeBron going, LeBron is going to announce his decision. LeBron, once he made that decision, he he was a trailblazer because everybody started to approach their decision as the decision and tried to be calculated. Obviously, some better than others – Um, it was something that you know I'll never forget not one not two not three not four you know just that part of it you remember vividly and it was we had never seen anything like it before I'm assuming and I'm going to guess because I am a homebody that I was at home but I remember that vividly because it was it, it was almost like it was a big game coming on TV. LeBron going to announce his decision at this time. Okay, I got to make sure I'm not doing anything because I got to see where he's going. And, and so I don't recall where I was, but me being me and knowing who I am, I probably was at home sitting on the couch waiting on his decision.
3: All right, so Jason Stewart, you were working for Jim Rome at the time. But in in, in radio, right? Not, not in television. Correct. Um, so do you remember where you were that day?
2: I do remember where I was in my living room, but I, I remember uh, the reaction more because as Twitter was kind of, not in
5: its infancy, but Twitter wasn't what it is today. And I remember this being like one of the first major like ex- bombs on Twitter and the reaction to it. And the reaction, by the way, in the moment was very negative. Because I think the city of Cleveland thought he did like a bait and switch, or they they thought they felt betrayed. And as you know, Cleveland is a passionate sports city, and that negativity really came through on Twitter. And then the next day on on the talk show, it was just full bank of lines from Cleveland hating on LeBron. The owner didn't help,
3: huh? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Gilbert the owner didn't Dang help. But that's yeah, what I remember I... most about that whole thing. I remember watching it and they flashed some random sports bar in Miami and there was just a couple of people in it and that became the thing that we all locked onto it was like you you're leaving some place that's incredibly passionate about what you do and who you are for Miami who they'll be happy to have you but it's not like they even really move mountains to have you you know um I look there there's some other genius that hasn't been discussed to to LeBron's move it's not just that they put, built a big three. It's that they also pulled out the legs from the chair of the Toronto Raptors at the time, right? Because if you remember the Raptors and the Cavs were two Raptors were a playoff team. The Cavs were the, had the best record, I believe that year in the East. And you took the two best players from both those teams and combined it with uh, a guy who'd won an NBA finals. MVP was still very much in his prime like that. You know, so two teams that you'd have to compete against in the playoffs were no more, and you're stronger than ever before so i I remember all that element to it it's It's just crazy that it's been that long, but it was such a transformative effect. We've had plenty of guys leave free agency we've had controversial decisions in the past, but we haven't had it for an athlete of that magnitude that that's that's the difference you know Brady. It has happened since, and we thought it was only for a year or two, and now here he's dragging on and going to play a third year. But, you know, Jordan, that never happened. Kobe asked to be traded. Then he took it back, wasn't traded, never signed with another club. We just never had it before. A guy who was at the very, very peak of uh, of basketball, leaving not only the only team he had ever known, but also his his hometown team. I think that's a big part of it.
4: When when you look at LeBron, number one, it's very rare that a guy is fortunate or maybe not fortunate enough to be drafted by his hometown team. You just don't sure. see that. That It was just like everything aligned perfectly for the NBA, for LeBron, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that city. And w- will we see that again? I mean, you, you look at this year. Uh, Paulo Banquero is from the Seattle area. Oh, they don't have a team. And, and so it's just so many variables that go into play. Some people may say, man, this this lottery stuff is rigged. Man, there's no way the Cleveland Cavs going to get to select LeBron. And, and, and so, and then for LeBron to turn out to be what he is, one of the greatest, if not the greatest player to ever play um, on the court, off the court, his impact and enlightening his fellow athletes on the business side of the game and how to approach this contract situation. I I believe his impact off the court um, has been just as much as his impact on the court. Le- LeBron is a trailblazer in more ways than one.
3: It's, it's, it's crazy how time flies and how many of these other, you know, big threes they've tried to form or have organically on some level formed to, to different levels of success. You know, I would... I would point to Golden State as, as another one, right? They're actually very similarly constructed to that team, you know, where you had four future Hall of Famers, but the big three was pretty well established. The big three is established with Golden State as well. They won two titles, could have won a third. The Heat won two titles, uh, could have won a third, but we don't know if they would have won, uh, you know, how many they would have won had they won the first one. But that was 12 years, 12 years ago today. Where were you when the LeBron announcement of his his decision in the uh, on the decision took place? Uh, at Gottlieb Show on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show on Instagram, and of course you got the Dan Patrick Show, uh, Dan Patrick Show handle on Twitter as well. All right, coming up next, Andrew Brandt worked in the front office for a couple of different teams in the NFL. We'll get his sense of Baker Mayfield, who is now a member of the Carolina Panthers. He's, he's still making, you know, in the $14 million, $15 million variety from his new team. But because he's only making a fraction of that from the team himself, and it's not like he's coming off the world's greatest year in Minnesota. Um, how does that all work? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays
2: at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
4: app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
2: you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Rettestine tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on-site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, see their Vettestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: And then Patrick Rose on Fox Sports Radio. T.J. Spensata, I'm Doug Gottlieb. I got questions for Andrew Brand. He's set to join us, of course, covers the business of sports. He has the business of sports podcast as well. He joins us now and famously spent time in Green Bay and and in Philadelphia. Um, Okay, so the Baker-Mayfield trade takes place. In order to make it all work and make sense for Carolina – uh, Cleveland had to take on, I think it's $10 ten million, ten million of the eighteen million and change owed. Atlanta took on four million of that money. You've lived this life before. In your opinion, does how much money you actually make from the team matter, initially, long term, midterm? When uh, you know, when they're chopping up your your corn cobs.
4: One hundred percent, it matters. <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> I,
3: I'm asking. Yes. I'm asking. I, I, I'm, a, I'm asking both of you because you both lived yeah. the life of the NFL. Yeah,
5: I mean, it, value is a lot of things, but it primarily comes down to compensation. How teams value people. Listen, this was, in my view, a big win for the Carolina Panthers. They got whatever you think of ba- Baker Mayfield. It's a bargain. Whatever you think of them. They're paying him $5 million, which is NFL backup money, and they gave up a fifth-round pick in 2024, which is like a sixth- or seventh-round pick now, for a guy that was not only top pick in the draft but led the team to the championship and, and whatever happened afterwards. And, and in terms of the whatever happened afterwards, Doug, I, we don't know. There's got to be a backstory here that we don't know about because even before the Watson chase, this wasn't going to happen. This ship had sailed. And for people saying, "Well, Watson suspended. They want Baker back." No, they didn't want him back, and he didn't want to be back. And there's something behind this. We'll find out one day why these two sides never wanted to be together again, despite you know the problems with Watson.
3: Can we hypothesize? I mean, TJ, let's let's just throw things out there. I mean. Uh, obviously, you're the number one pick, and, uh, and and he had played well to a point, and then yes. last year, last year there were lots of comments come out of the locker room, and no one seemed to have his back. Um, you know, I mean, what what do you say to a guy if he thinks he takes it personally that he was he wasn't picked up by the rest of the league, even though you picked him up, knowing that there weren't phone calls coming? There, it wasn't a huge fight over him. How do you approach that?
5: You know, I think there was a, there was a change in coaching. There was a feeling that from his side that he played hurt and didn't get the respect, maybe from teammates as well as management for playing hurt, and they did exercise this option. So that was guaranteed nineteen million this year, and but they didn't extend him last year we talked about this you know extensions for Josh Allen extensions for other but not for Baker Mayfield so I'm sure they're wiping their brow that they didn't extend him and they're probably ruining the day they optioned him but I don't know I mean again you talked about sort of rumors about not people not having his back I guess that does go into it you know what's the feeling on the team what's the feeling from the staff should we have won more games if we had a better quarterback, and then, of course, the massive chase for Watson at the end of the day, he's not making nineteen million. he's making fifteen five, so he gave up three and a half, and the Browns are paying ten and a half of that, which is a huge number for a guy playing for the panthers
4: andrew with you being an executive before and you've been in those rooms, you've been in those meetings. Peel peel back the curtain and how are these conversations, what are these conversations, um, how are they going, what's being said now getting ready for training camp and how are they going to navigate through this because we know the coaches are meeting with the front office trying to figure out how is this going to go. Peel back that curtain and, and bring us into that room.
5: Well, who do you mean how's it going to go with Mayfield and the Panthers? How's it going to go with the Browns? What, what no, exactly? with,
4: with the Panthers and how they navigate this Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, getting ready for the season. Okay,
5: yeah. I mean, there was an obvious interest in Mayfield. It sounded like this was all held up by how much are we going to end up paying this guy. And now they have M- Darnold on that same $19 million that we talked about for Mayfield. They were both in that same draft. They have the same option number. So now we get to your initial question about money and value. They're paying Mayfield three times, four times what they're paying. I'm sorry, paying Darnold four times what they're paying Mayfield. I think this is an open competition. But if I'm management, I'm looking at the coaches and saying, well, we're paying one guy four times the amount. Right. So I don't discount a further reduction of salary here coming. Now, what leverage do they have on Darnold? Not much. They're not going to cut him. But I would think they approach Darnold about some similar compensation where they take it down, and then he can make it back in incentives. Like I said, that being an agent, if I'm representing Darnold, I'm like, go pound sand. Why would I do that? <laughs> but... But there does seem to be an open competition. Ben McAdoo, I know I worked with him in Green Bay, and he seems to have an affinity for Mayfield, based on what I've heard.
3: Um, and it's interesting because his pre-draft analysis of Mayfield wasn't—he didn't have the affinity for it. So we'll, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see who he likes. Um, Cam Newton, the, the door appears closed. Uh, maybe it's unlocked. So maybe there's some way in which he could. If somebody gets hurt middle of the year, he can keep things together being a professional because he's a professional. But is he a Hall of Famer?
5: Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I guess you know. That's no, let, the me, let, let
3: me let me let me let me pitch it to you, okay? Let me let me pitch it to you, okay? I'm not going to give you my my answer. We'll get yours. We'll get Hoosh's, right? Okay. So he was number one overall pick. You yeah. can't take into account, obviously, anything in the national championship in college, but a number one overall pick. Um, he he did take them to a Super Bowl. He had an MVP season. He was the face of that franchise. They had other good seasons. It, was, it wasn't like a one and done the other good seasons. Um, he missed a substantial amount of time, mid to end of his career, with with an injury. It caused him to, you know, if he shuts it down this year, you're talking about late 30s. Um what do you think is that does he have the does he have the it to be a Hall of Famer when his time comes
5: He has the name, he has the the cachet in people's minds. I think you just have to look at his heyday period, you know, and how that compares to uh, other quarterbacks in their prime period because we haven't seen that in a while, right? We haven't seen his heyday in a while. Most quarterbacks retire and they're not too far removed from when they played really well. Um,
3: this is the or problem. They play, or they played forever, and then we we dismiss it. You know, Peyton Manning, he won a Super Bowl, but he was bad in that Super Bowl. Right. He was not good that year, but we dismiss it. Dan Marino, they did win a playoff game that year, but they were so bad, it just kind of went to hell in a handbasket. Obviously – uh John Elway's first Super Bowl he wasn't very good second Super Bowl he was better but then he walked away so we have seen it before maybe we hadn't seen it at this point um you know because he's in his mid 30s he's not he's not in his 40s like a Brady is like um Philip Rivers was you know like maybe looks like Aaron Rodgers will be as well i don't think that is he the is problem. i don't i don't think I, he is I, I, yeah, this is
5: the problem, and I, I I rail against the Hall of Fame process. I know I'm really in the in the lone wolf here, but you know what happens is some local media guy, local writer, you know, if someone played 10 years for Pick a City, Cincinnati, or Denver, or Dallas, the local awesome. writer <laughs> makes like a three-hour presentation. Of course he's biased. He covered him. He's going to speak highly of this person more than people from other markets. And then they vote. I I just, I am not a person that says analytics overall, but they do need some analytics, I think, in Hall of Fame voting, right? They need some of that because otherwise it's just, hey, I covered this guy for 10 years. He's great. Agree with me. So I don't get it sometimes.
4: Uh, uh, To me, the the Hall of Fame is the very best to ever play football, or in, in your respective sport. And my requirements are quite simple. When you played for a period of five years, were you a top five player at your position in, those, in any period for five years? If the answer is no, you're not a Hall of Famer. No. Like, it, 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 if you have That's to fair. debate, if you have to think about it, you're not a Hall of Famer. This is the very best we've ever seen. And, and so, oh, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, this guy played for 17 years. You, you, you should have a bunch of stats. You played yeah. for seventeen years. You were a steady player for seventeen years. Your stats are going to be better than other guys' stats. But for five years, can they say he was one, he was the best top five receiver? He was a top five quarterback. If that answer is no, you are not a Hall of Famer. You are a very very good player, but you are not one of the best. That's just my requirements, and so it's easy for me to answer these questions. Because uh, was he top five? No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. That that that's
5: how. What do you I guys? No time's short. What do you guys predict discipline
4: for Watson, each of you?
3: Uh, I think a season.
4: I say six to eight games. You know, there
5: are these breadcrumbs out there that it's not going to be as strong as people think. I, I don't believe them. I think that's Watson's team spinning out some stuff. I would think the NFL is holding firm to a year-plus. But it just comes down to Judge Judge Robinson It is a different process, although Goodell has appellate judge responsibilities. I just can't see her not doing something strong because of the precedent. I'm a lawyer. You know, six games for Elliott, six games for Roethlisberger, eight games for Hunt. None of those people had criminal charges. Ray Rice didn't have criminal charges. And these are 24 women or 20 women or 7 women or 12 women or 5 women. I don't see how he gets a life punishment. I just don't see
3: it. I'm with I'm with you, Andrew. I just, you know, I don't know the veracity of every one of these claims. I, I can only tell you though that, I mean, just look around in society. I mean, the Ray Rice thing, and granted, that was violence against his now wife. Yeah. And there was a video, but if we remember that, the the two game suspension for domestic violence that was the strongest suspension any commissioner in football he pete rosell whatever had ever yeah. given for for domestic violence and it also there was a pre-trial diversionary hearing so it didn't actually go to court but there's a lot lot right. to it and of course massive overreaction that's when they put in the minimum six games thing but there's right. no way tj they're going to give him six games for this it's
4: just not it looks i mean i i look at last year's 17 games as part of it because when you take football away from us that's Nobody That's
3: took like, football it's, it's, away from him. Okay. He didn't want to play he, for Houston.
4: He wasn't allowed to play football. He did I don't not. know if he wasn't allowed to. I don't know if he wasn't allowed to. It, it, it was it was beneficial to both parties. He didn't want to play in Houston. Houston didn't want him to play. Had they traded him, he would not have been allowed to play. He would not well, have been allowed to play. So, in, in essence... It was a suspension without him being suspended. It was like, oh, this is good for both parties. And and so that's how I see it. You suspend him a year. That's basically two years you suspended this guy for when he hasn't been charged with nothing criminally. Yeah, morally, he's wrong. He's wrong morally because he was using massages as a way to hit on women. But he didn't break the law. He just wasn't a good person in doing what he did, in my opinion.
5: Well, this comparison to the owners, and especially Robert Kraft, I mean, I don't mean to be crude here, but didn't Robert Kraft's uh, provider know what she was doing? Like, you know, this is not Robert Kraft. This is, I think Judge Robinson has to decide, is this just, in the best case, creepy, or is this predatory? I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. Is it a creepy guy, which is not great in itself, or is it actually predatory behavior?
3: I mean, I, 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 and and again, it's a judge deciding this, not Roger Goodell. But unlike, you know, unlike some other judgments, she does not have to have proof, right? There doesn't have right. to be. It, it it's it's a the the what's the 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 level. Uh, that you have to achieve—that's not a very high bar that has to be set uh, in order to have uh, right. some modicum, modicum of of proof to it. Uh, Andrew, let me let me ask you about Kyler Murray, um, and this does relate to whether well, it's Kevin Durant or whatever. They still have him under contract for two years with the rookie deal. There's two potential franchise tags, and then there's a there's one more tag after that. You know, they could, without any negotiation, have him for the next five years. And there's nothing he can do about it. Um, Kyler Murray's a great little t- taste test for this you know, early extension thing. Because right. even though they're clearly better with him, he was bad. You know, he, you lose Nuke Hopkins last year and you're bad. The year before he was bad down the stretch, banged up. And he was awful in the playoffs. What, what, what does that look like? Especially considering, in truth, Arizona does have all the leverage.
5: Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, we've been talking about him, and Lamar Jackson were in this spot last year, exact same spot. And the team said, hey, we're going to wait. And they were, for lack of a better word, kind of compliant, like, okay. (laughs) And and Kyler Murray's not as compliant. But at the end of the day, you just outlined, you know, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? And... You mentioned Durant. Uh, Like, I hear people say sometimes, oh, NFL players are getting power just like NBA players. Well, frankly, they're not. And we saw it last year. You know, Aaron Rodgers, A-lister of all A-listers, wanted out of Green Bay. And Green Bay said sorry. (laughs) And Russell Wilson took him a year. year. Yeah, it took him a year. But Seattle said sorry a year ago. And this is what happens in the NFL. I do think we've had these rumblings from Murray for a long time, and the reason is the team has said, I think we're going to wait. And at the end of the day, unfortunately for him, what is he going to do?
3: That's Andrew Brandt, of course, former Packers executive. He hosts the Business of Sports podcast and the Sunday 7 newsletter. You should pick up both. They're outstanding. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us on the Dan Patrick Show.
5: Pleasure, guys. Take care.
3: All right, T- TJ played in the Pac-12. I played in the Big 12. We're going to get into what's been happening in college sports and what could happen next. That's next on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instant. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on-site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers, great tires, and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com tire slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: Welcome back to Dan Patrick show. Doug Gottlieb, T.J. Huchman's out and filling in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes. If you haven't been with us the first hour, winding down the second hour, just talking some good football. We sprinkle in a little NBA. Myself and Doug were well-rounded. I come from the football side of it. Doug comes from the basketball side of it. And we just merge the two and hopefully try to give you guys a great show. As we wrap Uh up the second hour. We had Andrew Brand on, former Packer executive. Now we're going to get into, and then finish this off in the third hour, what the Raiders did, the decision they made in bringing in, I would say, a groundbreaking hiring. Um, Doug, what do you say?
3: Well, let's get to the groundbreaking news in Vegas next, next hour, right? And, and what, I, what I think is interesting, though, is you played in the Pac-12. I played in the big 12 and we have this chase for money, which which is obvious. And I do think that Martin Jarman, who's the, um, who's the athletic director at UCLA, he painted an accurate portrayal, a very accurate portrayal of, um, of UCLA Athletics. And, and and what he said was, I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. He's like, look, Olympic sports, and for people who don't know, Olympic sports are all the ones that don't make a ton of money. They cost a lot of money. But UCLA, Stanford, most of the pac schools are very good in them. Um, th- they want to be competitive. And it's like, look, if, if, if this saves them. And it allows us to grow them, which I do believe is an accurate statement. They will have a ton more money. And keep in mind that uh, UCLA, as an example, they don't get much money from the state at all. The, the fundraising is not like the fundraising in the Big Ten, the SEC. You can't just go to your boosters. They don't have the name, image, and likeness to the level of those other ones. So you have to have you have to have the money from the TV to make to keep all the lights on, to keep all the coaches paid, to keep all the facilities up to, uh, uh, up to date. But I don't know, TJ. Like college sport, what? You don't want college sports to be a minor league to the NFL. Why? Because people don't watch minor league sports. That's just a fact. Okay? The G League has better basketball talent than college basketball. It's not really close. Most of the G League players are former college stars. Right? If those teams played, it's not going to be close. The, you know, they're, they're going to win. Okay? I'm talking about the G League teams to win. So what what separates college athletics? Again, this is from my estimation, but you know I've been on this planet over 40 years, I'm not not a dope. People like college sports because of the tra- because of the traditions, because of the regional rivalries, because heck, you're a guy who you went to Santa Monica uh, Community College. Right? Yeah, you, you go to you go to Santa Monica Community College. Those other guys that you played JUCO ball with, they were in the Pac-10, right? And so there's the rivalry of the players, there's the rivalry of the fans. Now you just have games. You just have games that are made for TV specials. And yeah, there's some going to be some great games. And I think UCLA initially will draw really well at the Rose Bowl because you got those big 10 teams with big, uh, big alumni bases that never made the Rose Bowl. They get to play in the Rose Bowl. But long term, Olympic sports travel is terrible. College basketball travel is terrible. But more than anything, it's not what college athletics is about. It's not why people watch college athletics. So let me ask you, what do you think of not just UCLA and USC making this move, but what it does to to the entirety of that league?
4: Man, it's really uh, the way college football and sports are going in general. It's just from our generation, it's just different. And we all know when you lose your two biggest and best schools, it's hard to keep things going. USC and UCLA leave the Pac-12, it's like, uh, are they still a conference? Yeah, Oregon, they can hold their own in any conference. They're one of the top, I would say, 20 programs in the country. But that's just one school, one institution. And so it's going to be tough. The way college athletics are, and if you're you're the Pac-12, where do you go? What institutions? What schools can you bring into the Pac-12 to just keep it relevant? I didn't say competitive; keep it relevant. And you got oh, Washington and Oregon. What might possibly go to the Big Ten along with Stanford? Because the Pac-12 is when when you look at the institutions in these schools, well-rounded. It's it's not just football. It's not just basketball. Um, you, you start getting into to the women's sports. We're good in those as well. It's not just male dominated, and so I mean, you. I'm very familiar with softball. The Pac-12 dominates in softball. They dominate or do a really good job in women's basketball, track and field. There's just so many other variables that go into it. But when you talk, it's football. Football wants to leave. We're going. Uh, it's the Big Ten brought in twice as much revenue as the Pac-12. I don't know how that's yeah. possible. I don't
3: know. Do uh, you, want, you, want, you, want, you want the quick lesson? Okay, here, here's the quick lesson. Here's what people have to understand. Okay, the Big Ten has always been the money conference. First, I mean, look, they when they started this with the Big Ten Network, uh, and the Big Ten Network has all of those Olympic sports, but what they did was they smartly put football on it, right? If you remember the first big game, do you know the first, first game that the Big Ten Network had on it was Appalachian State. Beating Michigan, but because you had Michigan on it, if you're a Michigan alum or Michigan football, Michigan football fan, you wanted the package that had the Big Ten Network, right? That was just part of the deal. Um, th- there's just not the viewership. First of all, you have a time zone problem when you're the Pac-12 because 66% of the viewers of sports are in the Eastern time zone. So if you're playing, even if you're playing six o'clock start times, that's nine o'clock East Coast. Seven o'clock start times, you get people in the stadium. That's ten o'clock East Coast. You're not going to get any number. So they were hurt by. They're, they're always going to be hurt by the the kickoff time. They just are, or tip-off time if it's basketball.
4: Man, they better change the, them know, kickoff times. Change them. Like what, how can change you
3: change them? Oh, they try. They try to do nine a.m. Okay, but it, that's more for like basketball. You, you do six a.m. at UCLA and nobody's there. Just sorry, nobody goes. It's too, 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 you know, traffic's just ridiculous. You can't do it. So um, they've always had a a a time zone problem. But the bigger thing is, you have bigger schools, bigger alumni bases. You also have snowbound states in the winter. You know, people aren't going outside. They're watching sports on TV. Whereas you don't have the viewership of the Stanfords, of the Cal's. Uh, of the Washingtons. You know, even Oregon, people mistake in this all the time. They, they talk about how good a football program is. That's great, okay? Oregon can be good the next 10 years. They're not going to put as many people in front of a TV set as USC is. That's just a fact. And I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm not a USC fan. My brother and sister were UCLA alums. We, had, we were UCLA people more in my house than USC people. I'm just telling the reality of it because they're USC. And that's—it's just the reality of the schools. The Ohio State—I mean, Ohio State's like seventy-five thousand students. Okay, it's a completely different deal there. So, um, this comes down to alumni bases, regions of the country, time zones, and what people watch. And And can you imagine the the ones that the ones the ones that draw are the Texas's, the the Michigans, the Ohio States, the USC's, Notre Dame. You You know, it's like it's no secret Notre Dame's on. Doesn't matter if Notre Dame's good. People tune in to see Notre Dame lose just as much as Notre Dame win. That that's how it works. It doesn't have to do with whether or not Oregon's been a better football program than Notre Dame over the last twenty years. They have. It doesn't matter in this case.
4: Man, it it's you you just think about this. They play in Wisconsin Cap Randall, packed. They play Michigan State, packed. They play Penn State packed. They play Michigan. Oh I mean, you just go through the Big Ten, and when I say that, I mean USC and UCLA. Those games are going to be different than what USC and UCLA players are used to. They're not used to that. And I was talking to a player yesterday that just finished college at USC, and the first thing he said to me was, man, those long flights, I don't know what we're going to do about school. I'm like, wait, you're not in school anymore. That's the first thing he said to me. Those long flights, what are we gonna do about school? What are they gonna do about school, Doug? You're student athlete, so the student is gonna take a back seat to the athlete here. Those are long flights. Games are on Saturday. You you flying out on Thursday now? Because you, you can't fly out on Friday. So now you're flying out on Thursday. and, and so those are things that have to be taken into consideration. This is what he told me yesterday. What are we going to do wow. about school? Are tutors going to be on the plane? What is, this was yesterday.
3: Well, I mean, for, first of all, I mean, the reality is most college athletes, most college students, it's not as much in-person education as it used to be. Okay, so that's the first thing. Obviously, traveling, traveling west to east, again, you got a time zone thing. Yeah, you're going to leave Thursday after class. That's what you're gonna do. You know, you know, Thursday after Thursday afternoon, you're gonna get on a plane and you'll be there Friday. That's most likely to happen. Maybe you leave Friday morning. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But again, that's only you're talking about four times a year, you know, five times a year. Um, so I, I don't think that's as big. It's a bigger thing for college basketball. Like those, you're talking about. You're getting on a plane for every conference road game and. Yes, you did that previously when you're at UCLA outside of the USC, but, you know, you're flying. You, they fly, they flew private. Okay, and now flying private's not that big a thing. Those are long flights. Long, long flights. And everybody thinks of, well, everybody thinks of, you know, when Michigan comes to town or Michigan State comes to town. Like, hey, you know, Purdue's in that league, too. Rutgers in that league, too. Maryland's in that league, too. Big alumni bases, but... You know there are between basketball and football, depending upon school, it's not like they're 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 packing people in it. It's going to be. A, we're just in this place though. I guess my issue is, and I know what's done is done. Oklahoma's gone, Texas is gone, USC, UCLA is gone, and maybe we'll see some of the big boys in the ACC pull rank, and they'll be gone to the SEC and the Big Ten as well, and we'll see these two super conferences. That that that's what we're on the on the brink of, but. You know, when hockey fell apart originally, it's when they got away from where their core audience was, right? When college football, if you get away from what your core audience is about, it's not about the superpowers all the time. It's about the the, the traditions and the history and playing against the kids that all grew up in that area. And I think that's lost. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz Family Extraordinary is one test drive away. Learn more at MBUSA.com. More on Baker Mayfield next. The Dan Patrick Show.
0: High Five Casino. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and presales to select Campus events, while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: Unlock your engine's full potential with Shell V Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline removing up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct-injection engine fuel injectors. Rejuvenate your engine's performance and discover unbound capabilities. Fuel up at Shell today and download the Shell app for added benefits. Plus, with the Fuel Rewards app, start saving on every fill-up. As a Platinum member, enjoy $0.10 off per gallon daily. Just six fill-ups with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Plus can elevate you to a platinum status. Fuel up at Shell and unleash your engine's true power with Shell V Power Nitro
3: Plus. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.